Hello and welcome to the PHBS podcast with myself, Will Bowen, and my co-host, Roberta Lazari. Here on the podcast today, we have with us Lorenzo Sani. Lorenzo is the co-founder at Shopscribe. Shopscribe enables the 1.3 million local shops in Europe, like bakeries and cafes, to become part of a subscription network of local businesses. In 2020, an estimated $800 billion was generated by small independent retailers in Europe. Shopscribe allows customers to subscribe and get extra credit to spend at any of the shops on the platform, offering the flexibility to use subscription credit at a single shop or to discover new places on Shopscribe. Finally, Lorenzo has been uh, announced on the list of Forbes 30 under 30. Lorenzo, it's great to have you on the podcast with us today. Uh, pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Lorenzo, welcome to our podcast and thanks for joining us today. Um, I would like to ask you, what challenges did you come across that sparked the idea um, for uh, Shopscribe? Mm, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. Um, so basically, when me and my co-founder Alex you know, got started with Shopscribe, um, we tried to find an industry that we were both really, really interested in. And, you know, this industry around, you know, local shops and hospitality is something that naturally, kind of naturally came up because his background has been always in hospitality, uh, restaurants and so on. Uh, in terms of myself, I grew up in a family that actually ran a local shop in Italy where I grew up. Um, and so, you know, this was a space we were both passionate about and so what we did we just went out and tried to ask to everybody we could find in the industry what were you know their frustrations their problems their inefficiencies and you know something we found was um the the problems that are in the at the beginning just sparked the idea for for shopscribe and, and i guess what's the like onboarding process how does it work for um a shop if you're if you're there running a shop and you're like actually you know what shopscribe sounds like a great idea how do i how do i get on board yeah, I mean, at the moment, it's just very simple. Uh, we need just we need just some some information from them, you know, such as the products themselves, some pictures, and so on. Uh, but either they reach out to us through an online form, or we reach out to them. Uh, you know, we always try to reach out to a lot of cool shops uh, with with me, my co-founder, our team, and try to find more people just are willing to join us. Um, and in the early days, I guess, how did you initially approach retailers and, um, you know, those initial steps as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. validation testing, and then um, getting just a few interesting people on board? And uh, how did that, how did you start with that? Yeah, you know, at the beginning was really scrappy on our front, on, on our side. Um, we basically just like, you know, walked door to door to, door to all the local shops we could find, you know, in central South London at the beginning and try to go in and, and get their two cents, get their you know, opinion on what we were doing and try to onboard them. Uh, at the beginning, the very first shops that you know, said they were interested, we, we just said, you know, in exchange, we would work for them uh, for half day or one day, um, you know, just to speak with them, to know their problems, speak with their customers and so on. And, and I think it was really beneficial at the beginning to just, you know, be there and and see how they work and see how they operate and so we were you know their uh, shopkeepers we cleaned up the floors and so on but it was was really helpful I think that's a really interesting way to start it and just to clarify uh, how does Shopscribe work exactly yeah so basically the overall idea is to provide local businesses local shops like bakeries greengrocers the technology that you know the bigger chains have 
And in particular, we started by looking at subscription technology. So you can think at you know what Pret-a-Manger, for example, is offering with a coffee subscription, and we just take that technology and bring it to the local businesses. And then over time, you know, we expanded and you know done uh, recently another product as well, which is more around um, subscription boxes from local shops. Um, but the general idea is just to help these smaller guys with technology. And um, where do you see Shopscribe heading in the future? So you just mentioned subscription boxes. Are you thinking more along, I guess, vertical or horizontal expansion, going into new territories? What's the direction of travel at the moment? Yeah, it's a good question. The, the, the short answer is who knows? Um, the, the, the more elaborated one, I guess, is um, at the moment, we're just focusing in, on London. And so it's just, you know, expanding throughout London, try to find um, exactly, exactly what is the best value proposition, what are the best products that work, you know, with our customers and try to really nail that. And so at the moment, we just like kind of focus on that. And what challenges have you experienced on your journey since founding this company? Um, I, I think quite, quite a few, um, to, um, to, to, to name a few, I think, you know, one of the challenges that come with, um, targeting this industry, the hospitality industry is that everything is, you know, brick and mortar. You have to, uh, go and meet the shop owners in person if you want to get hold with, get hold of them. Right. Uh, and so it was a lot of, you know, just going around London, visiting shop at the beginning, um, which was really cool on one side, on the other side, you know, it's, it's quite, uh, tiring and, and maybe some, maybe frustrating at times as well. Um, but I think it's, it's what you gotta do, uh, for a business like this. Um, and then on the other side, it's just like, you know, trying to understand exactly what is the value proposition that, um, really sticks with customers that they really love, they really like. And I think we are still in the process of figuring that out completely. Uh, but it's, 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 it's probably the most exciting part, challenging, but also exciting part about, you know, launching a startup, trying to figure out exactly what it is that people want. And um, we've all seen, I guess, how disruptive companies like Amazon have been for the high street with, uh, with online retail. Do you see Amazon as someone you, you can, uh, I guess, work with or uh, more of a rival to, to, your, to your customers on your platform? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question. We don't really think too much about you know, Amazon and, and what they do. And we really focus more on independent businesses. So, you know, family run, independent shops um, in particular. And so I think it's something that goes in parallel to what, you know, the bigger chains do. Uh, it's not something that will either replace or, you know, die because of the big chains. But um, we really think that, you know, these two things go, go in parallel probably, right? And by helping local shops, um... Can you still obtain a competitive advantage uh, based on price? Yes, I think I think that's something that you know could could be the case. Um, at the moment, we're more focusing on you know quality and experiences, and really try to provide you know that extra bit to, to the customers rather you know that competing on on the price. Um, also, because of course these smaller independent businesses have higher costs than. Uh, you know, the bigger chains, which can optimize and, you know, have economies of scale. Um, so um, I think at the moment, uh, it's, it's, it's the focus is just more on the quality of the products, which is really what, you know, differentiates this, 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 this smaller businesses. And um, just taking a step back to um, your entrepreneurial path, is there anyone that's, I guess, influenced you on, 
on taking this journey as opposed to you know going and working for a blue chip company or that more traditional mm. conventional path what's i guess led you down this road um over all the others um i don't know if you're asking about like a, a role model or something like that i it could be a role model uh it, it could yeah. be anyone that inspired you uh who you saw and were like uh, uh, you know I, I really like what they're doing they're doing something really meaningful or, or that kind of thing hmm. um i don't know i don't think i have ever had like a big big you know role model that i, I kind of try to follow i really struggle to think of some someone um in terms of people that influenced me, you know, over the past couple of years since starting Shopsway, I got to know a lot of people that did something similar, other businesses, very successful ones, uh, less successful ones in the past. And so just their help, their advice uh, overall has, has, has been like really, really, really important for me. And I, I think I've, I've learned a lot from, from those people. So rather than, you know, mentioning someone in particular, I would just say, you know, the whole network, the whole community of, of you know, other founders and people in the space in London is really, is really cool. It's really like important. And have there been any key lessons you've had uh, on that journey as a, as a as a founder? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I think I've had probably a ton of different like key lessons. Um, if I have to like. Pick, pick a couple, if I have to pick my favorites, I'd say um, something that I, I kind of learned, um, I, I'd say over the past year or so, is to be sort of impatient in the sense of, um, you know, having some kind of willingness to do now uh, what can be done in the future. Um, and, you know, that can be applicable to work but also personal life sometimes right um, maybe you want to get fit and want to go to the gym and you say yeah yeah i'm gonna start next month uh but being impatient like really trying to do things as soon as possible is something that i didn't really think too much about in the past but um i think it's it's good advice that i got um quite recently apart from that um yeah, no, I can I can't think of like specific really life changing things, but just a ton of different things, right? Um, are there, are there yeah. any particular like learning experiences you had out of um, that have come through from those from those lessons? Um, in terms of practical things, you know, even like starting Shopscribe, I think originated from what I said that kind of you know have sort of in, impatience. Uh, uh, to some extent, because before starting Shopscribe, I was doing my master's in London Imperial College. And six months in, I decided to drop out from those masters and, uh, you know, join this startup incubator called Entrepreneur First, uh, where, you know, at the end, I started Shopscribe with Alex. Um, and so that would be sort of, you know, practical thing where, um, where you know, I, I kind of in action that, that advice that I got I wouldn't necessarily recommend to drop out from university uh, to most people that are, are watching this um, but in my particular case it was like a specific situation where you know it was in the middle of COVID I never got to meet you know almost my my classmates my professors and um, the course I was doing was really interesting but I really knew I wanted to do something else I wanted to do you know start my own my own thing and so um in that particular situation it made sense 
to to drop out and move on. Um, not necessarily an, an advice I, I would give, um, but but yeah. Um, and can you tell us a little bit more about that ex that initial experience with uh, Entrepreneur First? What it was like to apply? What it was like when you got there? And now obviously mm -hmm. you've uh, gone and set up Shopscribe. Yeah, no, for sure. Entrepreneurs is a really is 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 a really cool pro uh, program. I would definitely recommend to check out to to everyone. Um, if you're interested, you know, startups. If you're interested, you know, uh, becoming a founder or something like that, I would definitely recommend it. And it's basically this program where you join as an individual, and uh, throughout uh, a program of three months, you get to know you get to know other people that are also interested in starting their own thing, and pair up the, with them and try to start, you know, a startup, and you get some funding from them, some salary while you do that. And so they really try to support you um, throughout, the pro throughout the process. Um, in terms of um, the application um, process, um, I think what they really focused on is for technical founders, the technical skills, um, but also, you know, just the general attitude. Um, if they think you are a person that really wants to do this, and if, if you're a person that in their mind has the right you know skills to do this um and they have a ton of you know material online i think to um to really figure out what are those things that um that they're looking for there's there's some really nice posts uh blog posts from alice ventic which is one of the one of the founders that i definitely recommend uh looking up and in general the pro the program is is really cool um it basically enables you to go from like being just an individual who's interested in startups to becoming a founder with their support um so it's really cool how did you find out that you actually wanted to to start your own company and that you were interested in startups um how did i find that out i don't know i've been thinking about it like for for many many years actually um so I think originally just wanted to do something that was quite impactful and because of how startups work, because of how venture capital works, um, you really get the opportunity to um, build something that is that has a sort of exponential impact with startups. And so that that was, I think, something that really was attractive for me. Um, but I've been interested in, you know, startups from the outside for years when I was when I was a uni, probably like you guys are. And, and, and so it's been like a long process. That's why I was asking, because I think like we as um, clear ideas about what he wants to do, but I'm still confused. So maybe some other uh, people that will listen to the podcast will have the same questions. What's, what's a clear idea? <laughs> would, would you say it's more a case of finding a problem and then wanting to solve it or finding the right person and then and starting companies together? I think. Both, appro both approaches make sense. I think both things are fundamental. Um, you can't really start a company with the wrong person or with the wrong problem or, you know, without a problem even. Um, you can start it without another person, just by yourself, but it's, it's much, much harder. And when I say much, much harder, um, I really didn't realize it. Um, but until you really start it with like someone else that really supports you and continuously is with you throughout the process, you really realize how important it is, I guess. Um, so yeah, both things are, are fundamental. Um, so you need both. And you've also gone through uh, Y Combinator. Um, my brother's company went through Y Combinator actually in 21 as well. And I was just wondering, what was, what was your experience of Y Combinator and how was that 
um, different or was it different from, from EF, EF in any particular way? Yeah, no. Um... YC is, is a great program. It's this, it's this you know, American startup accelerator uh, that is based in Silicon Valley and uh, you know, gave birth to startups like Airbnb, um, Twitch, Reddit, and, and so on. And it's a really cool, really cool experience. I mean, um, from, from multiple perspectives, first of all, you know, the advice you get is really like some of the best you can get in the, in the world of startups. And um, the, the, um, the network of other founders of other companies that have, you know, been through the same process in the past is really great. And it's also, you know, a sort of global um, stage where you are in front of, you know, global investors, which is really important at early stages of a startup, I guess. Um, and in terms of how it compares to EF, I guess it's, it's sort of different in the sense that you meant to join the programs at different stages because Entrepreneur First is more for individuals who don't have a startup yet, whereas YC, you got to have your own startup and, you know, you've, you've got to show the progress and so on. So uh, YC comes slightly after, uh, slightly after, yeah. I guess we have time for one last question. Um, would you have any advice for any graduates considering an entrepreneur journey? Um. I don't know. I, I, I don't really feel like I have the authority to give much advice, but um, in terms of things that I, um, I, I kind of would advise myself in the past to do a bit more of, um, one cool thing is that online nowadays, you get an incredible amount, an incredible quality of resources about startups, uh, a lot of which come from Y Combinator, and so there's there's a plethora of you know YouTube videos from YC. Um, you can even join for free their startup school online. Um, so one thing you know that I would um, do earlier if I was me in the past is probably just take advantage of those because they're really good content and it's free and it's available for everybody. Um, so that would be one thing. And then the other one is that for Lorenzo. Uh, myself when I was a uni, um, especially during, during my undergrad, would be um, do more um, side projects in the sense of, you know, try to work with other students, try to work with them on cool projects, cool stuff um, that you really enjoy. And I think side projects are really powerful in the sense that they allow you to learn a lot of things that not necessarily you would learn in uni. And then they get they they allow you to get to know other cool people that you know you could um, you could work with in the future, run your startup or, or, or so on. So you know things like running a podcast, for example, or you know being part of a society, but also you know building things, building apps, or trying to launch your own thing. And um, those are really really important things that are, that are stuff that I wish I did more when I was at uni. And um, so those two things, yeah. Um, take advantage of the free resources and do side projects. Well, Lorenzo, I think that's all we've got time for today, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, guys. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you haven't already, join our community online on Instagram, where you can stay up to date with the latest episodes and reach out to us.